Hello, everybody, and welcome back to your favorite podcast. This podcast entitled What's Up with Ward. I'm your host, Woody Ward, and I got my main man, Trey, in the house with me. How's it going, Trey? What's going on, Woody Ward? You know, it's always good, brother. Let's get this show started. Right on. Today, right I'm on. taking some time out and focus on some current events and some things that's going on. We were going to have a couple guests on, but I said, no, man. Let's just talk about what we think is important right now. We can put our guests on later because stuff just needs to be said, man. Stuff happening in the world. You know what I'm saying? The world just keeps on turning and turning. Let's get it flowing. They should have a, a, a soap opera or something like that called, like, As the World Turns or something crazy like that. Young and thoughtless. You know, that's, that's right, right? You do, let me write that down. As the stomach churns. Got it. Got it. Ooh, yeah. this could be fresh. Yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> All right. Well, a couple things I want to get started talking about first is, uh, let's start out like, I heard a question the other day. This girl said that uh, she read that a person was dating a young lady, a guy, and he paid off all his student loan debts. I think uh, maybe it was mm-hmm. $40,000, $50,000 or something. He paid them all off. Uh, I heard seventy, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> anything over uh, $500 is a lot for me. So he paid off her debts. And then he get, and I guess he wanted to marry her, and she said she couldn't marry him unless he gave her a ring first after he paid off her student debts. What, you, what are your thoughts on that? <laughs> well, you know, that's that, there's a couple layers to this one, I think, that maybe maybe she doesn't understand. Maybe maybe I'm missing. But, you know, you take the, the evaluation of, hey, trying to start off a relationship Debt free, you know that's mm-hmm. that's that that is worth its weight in any ring. I mean, you could just like hey, you know, this is an investment in not just you but in us. You know, right. it's only going to appreciate in value. So, not saying that a ring is not important. That 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 symbolism is there. Having that ring, and you know, for some instances, for an individual, maybe her personally, that ring, you know, is a symbol of of security and mm-hmm. saying that yes. This is something that is going to last. So I suggest that he take that receipt, you form it into a ring, <laughs> you slip it on her finger, right, right, right. and say, is you is or is you ain't my baby? <laughs> Absolutely. Or he could take that receipt and take her to a tattoo shop and say, put this on her back so she can see that, you know. Mm-hmm. So really, I- I don't think you really have to wear a ring. I mean, it was it's not something in your vow to say you'd have to give somebody a ring. I mean, I'm sure for women, uh, it's a sign of to say, hey, look, I'm with somebody, blah, blah, blah. But then again, in this world, a ring also means, hey, you know, you got something to lose like I got something to lose. So we're going to do this. Let's do that. So it's, it's mm-hmm. tomato tomorrow, you know? It just sounds like he's, you know, just from, I, I can't speak for her. I can't speak for females. All I can do is speak for Sam, and, or dare I say, Trey. Trey, <laughs> Dr. Trey. The whole idea is understanding that, hey, you know what? At some point, you know, are you in or are you out? And, you know, it sounds like this individual is completely vested in this relationship. And mm-hmm. that symbolic gesture, I think it actually took a – a financial stance and say, hey, look, this is what I've done. Now, if he's done that and paid off her 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 student loans, you don't think he can't drop five stack and get her a ring, a really nice ring, really? Is that, yeah. is that where we are? That, that, that's like saying, hey, you know what, uh, let's go out to eat, have a nice Kobe beef steak, or, or mm-hmm. go ahead and get one of those $5,000 burgers, no, no, we're not gonna pop any champagne. We're just gonna get some water because we 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 trying to save money. Are you Absolutely. for real, man? Right. Are you for real? <laughs> it's, that's a tough call because, I mean, what, what type of ring does it have to be? Does it have to be a diamond? I mean, there's no mess. I mean, there's a great slogan said, uh, "What's it? Woman's best friend is a diamond. Is that it? A diamond is a girl's best friend." I think that's the says point. the is, says the diamond industry. <laughs> right, exactly. They came up with a clever concept that people ran with, and then they got that two month salary deal and all that. That's all. Exactly. That's all sales. That's all it is. So, I mean, should a ring? Yeah. I don't know. I just have issues with that. I probably, if a girl came to me like that, I hate to say I'd be shallow, but I'd have to really. And I don't know. I'm like, wow. 
I'd have to walk away from that one, honestly. Yeah, that would be that would be a tough one for me to go back and say. So, you know, he's he's trying to show that commitment. I mean, I can only look from my perspective and just kind of say, hey, he is he's done this for her as a gesture of, hey, this is where I want us to start. You know. Free and clear. Let's let's do this. If we're gonna win, I'm going in all the way. You know, I'm going. I'm swimming in and on the deep end of the pool. <laughs> I'm not right. just putting my toes in. I'm on. I'm on, I'm seventy stacks deep in with you right now. I'm you all know? in. Yeah. <laughs> he, you know. he pushed. He literally pushed all his chips to the table, and she's c- coming back and saying she's pushing back and saying, "Well, what have you done for me lately?" Right, on top of a right. ring. Yeah. Can you can you get that so, money back on the on the uh, too long place? Can we start like, over? You know, I'm like okay, I'm like okay. Well, hold on a second. Let me. <laughs> yeah. If I honestly, if he's got enough to to drop that to take care of that for her, right? You don't think he's going to go? He's not. That's like marching all the way down ninety nine yards and and getting to the getting right to the end zone and saying, eh, that's that's close enough. We're gonna we're gonna go ahead and uh, go right, for, yeah. go for. For for three points instead of for the touchdown, right, is, is yeah. that's what that's what she's seeing it as? He's not yeah. he's not all in when when this with her. That's some something I'm right about that situation. But you know, we outside observers, so it is what it is. Right, I get yeah. From looking from my perspective, though, somebody paid off my student loans, especially somebody I'm interested in marrying. To me, that's that's a great sacrifice. You showing me without a doubt, you win too. I mean, and then I'm gonna say, well, no, you know what? I need some twenty two for my pickup truck. I mean, I. I just, I mean, I know everybody got different views on it, but I, I don't know. Yeah, I guess this is a different thing, guys guess, and girls. I guess, yeah. man. But that that just seems like you know seventy thousand dollars from what from the information I was showing, he paid that off for her. He's that that tells me he's totally invested in her, you know, in her, right. out of ring in her. So right, yeah, it makes it makes you marinate on that one for a second. I'm gonna give it a benefit of doubt. Say maybe something happened. Maybe he he cheated on her, or well, to me, I don't think you're cheating unless you're married. Then it's just fornication. But anyway, I think that maybe something happened, and he may have done that for a reason. Mm. I mean, because most people just don't pay off these significant others' debt mm. before you're married because it, you can't really get that back, can you? No, unless you're in some kind of entanglement of some. <laughs> oh, I need a bill for that one entanglement. Let's segue into that. Let's talk about what's going on with your girl, Jada. I mean, do you think they should have put their business out there, or was it August who put their business out there? Well, you know, at, at some point, you would think those two individuals, you know, they did they who told them that they had to go to the red table and have that discussion? You know, I, I believe yeah. that that is also some type of marketing ploy to to show that hey you know what you know let's 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 put ourselves out there for a second and go ahead and have this and you know any type of you know any type of press is it's good press for us that way it keeps our name out there you know let's let's just kind of stoke this a little bit further and you know now no one's good no one's bad you know they want if they want to feel sorry for me and they want to see how i'm looking maybe they make a few memes about me that's fine you know but at the end of the day you know they didn't have to go to the red table with that situation they really didn't I mean, that was something that, <laughs> you know, there's there's something to be said of, you know, you can, not everyone needs to know all your business. It's okay to right. leave a little mystery in your life, but I believe that yeah. there's some ulterior motive because, hey, that just builds their base. You know, maybe they're, it's not the, the base building for the brand that they want for the Will Smith, Jada Smith empire. But man, talking about getting views and trying to get you know communication out there, all that press, you know, that's that's just another uh, vector of getting their 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 name out there. That's the way I look at it. That's right. Hollywood to me. Honestly, tough call though. They didn't have I think, well, Will is an established A-lister. Jada Ben fell off, so I think that she probably, from what I saw in it, um, I think she was. She didn't really want to do it. Oh, boy, did it. She said, hey, Jada said that he was messing with her or she was messing with the guy because she felt uh, lonely or she hadn't felt needed. So she dated her child's friend and he was uh, sickly. I guess she helped him back to health and then she <laughs> started a relationship because Will Smith wasn't there for her. I guess he was always on the road. So like that, Will's been working. Jada ain't really been working. 
But here, oh. here's the thing, though. I, I, I think that what's, what's interesting about that whole red table scenario, though, I, I honestly believe, just my opinion, that, you know, that gets that viewership up, you know, and they can, you know, protect or build their personal wealth or get their profile one way or the other. You know, let's mm-hmm. be honest. There's been some scandalous things that folks have done and put on 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 uh, video, and things have been allegedly leaked by accident, and and mm-hmm. or you know, and look how people have spun those things, you know, all those negative things, into something profitable for themselves. So they can they take that negative press, and they see dollars and cents associated with it as well. Somebody's going to say, hey, you know what, we can take this and we can make some money off of it. That's no well, different than. I agree with that. Yeah, it's it's just one of those things that you that's that's where the world is, you know. Like you said a few weeks ago, Kareem. I mean, that's what you're it right. is. Yep, you're right. But also, I think that they live in California too, and there's been rumors about those two getting a divorce for years. And the way I understand mm-hmm. it, if if they get a divorce, they put that money sixty forty because Will has the potential to make more money in the future, so he gets forty percent of what he has, and she gets sixty percent. Mm-hmm. And so maybe this this new controversy would benefit her more than him because, like I said, he can still get his money. He's still getting royalties from uh, Fresh Prince of Bel Air, but he gives his first wife ten uh, percent of those royalties for life, which is pretty good. Yeah, um, that. But, but but what's the what's the cost? What's the what was it worth it? You I mean you could you could see the pain and anguish on his face. I mean you you can oh, see what a, you can see when a person's hurting, you know, and just the simple. They have a well-known open marriage, but I, I think he did. And how and how is that working for him? <laughs> <laughs> well, Augie said that uh, Will gave him the permission to date his wife. So, mm. I mean, how did man gonna travel around the world with you? And it, how did you not know that? I, I just I don't know. I don't That's know. Hmm. fundamental oh, breakdown in that relationship. That's all I gotta yeah, say. Man. I just find when people have a lot of money. They tend to do stupid stuff, and a lot of celebrity marriages really don't last that long because when you're rich, you argue about stuff that doesn't matter. Like, you know what? How are you going to take my range or out in the rain? You know, I don't take that. I'm getting a divorce. Whereas mm-hmm. broke people are like, man, I got to split this 750 rent with her. We got to work this out. You know, rich people, they mm, mad over stupid stuff. So I'm just surprised they lasted this long. And you, it makes broke. you wonder the relationships that have worked in Hollywood, you don't, you don't see a lot of stuff about them. You don't, you know, and every once in a while, you know, they're at a gala event. Uh, but here's just my opinion on it. The folks who are really successful, you know, they make their business in Hollywood, but they make their home someplace else. <laughs> you know, so it's kind of like, hey, you know, we're going to fly. We're going to fly. We're going to fly back to the Carolinas, get away from all this craziness. That's where we live. But when it's time to work, that's where we go. And when his work is over, you know, hey, I'm I'm taking my family with me. We're going out here together. We're going ha- we're going to make this coin together. And then after that, mm-hmm. what we packing up and we heading back east. <laughs> you know, we it doing this. It always work out like that because Eminem he tried yeah. to stay in uh, Michigan and he would fly back and forth, but he still ended up getting caught up in drugs and stuff because eventually Hollywood mm-hmm. people want you to hang out with them, do Hollywood stuff. And I don't know any celebrity who went through Hollywood and came out untouched. You come, you're going to leave some family, friends. You're going to be on drugs. You're going to do some something strange for some change or something. Because I call it highly weird because, like I said, when you got that kind of money, you just don't uh, entertain the same way as you and I would. I mean, because you got to do something extreme. You just can't have a few friends over. I mean, you got to have over yeah. all this. You know, it's, it's, well, it's, it's kind of weird. Well, it goes back to that whole idea of, you know, that like we talked about earlier, every – Every time, every time you see something like this, there's always some ulterior motive to keep their name in the press, to keep their name on that front page, to be considered. You no, know, in in breaking news today, this this individual or that individual had this this situation broke down, and if they don't have their name always on front, you no, know, on page one, you know, they don't want them to see themselves sliding back to to irrelevant news on, you know, in section two. Paragraph three on the right next to the comics. You know, if there's right. even comics on the press anymore, you know what I'm saying. So if they're not yeah, front page, they're not satisfied. Right. Yeah. You're like, good press is better than no press. So you still want to get out there, I guess. But like you said, what cost? Yeah. How much money do you need? I think the Smith probably got what, three, four hundred million to the good right now? 
Yeah, and it, yeah, well, you know that type of whole situation that when it gets to a certain level, like you said, they people do strange things when they have too much time and money on their hands. Oh, Which yeah. leads me to a quick question for you: What's going on with your girl Tiffany Haddish and, and the new hairstyle? Yeah, that nice segue. Um, I'm not <laughs> sure what's going on because my understanding is women just don't cut off their hair for no reason. I mean, normally at the exactly. things that cut it off, and she shaved her stuff down to the bone. She was quoted as saying that she had the over 100 mm-hmm. moles on her body, so she just wanted to look at her scalp and see if she had any there. She said nothing's wrong, whether nothing's going on, she's in a good place, but. Uh, Word on the street is she's supposed to be in quarantining with Common, the rapper, and that uh, they should be expecting a child at this time. So I'm not sure what's going on in that either. So again, another hmm. Hollywood situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So definitely makes you wonder what's going on with that. That just seems, you know, the Hollyweird as we maybe she have a subject now. <laughs> what's up with Ward with Hollyweird? <laughs> right. Hollyweird. How weird would they get in Hollyweird? So yeah, that, that's yeah. that's true. So. She's not the first person to shave her head. Uh, Britney Spears, I think, did that a while ago. Yeah, she did. She did. She was in the press for a minute on that because, you know, she was in between albums. And look what happened. You know, she came back with a vengeance. You know, she had a so, breakdown, hey. though. She really had a breakdown, though. Oh, you, I get it. You know, those things can happen to you. You know, and you know, not saying that you no know, mental anguish is nothing to, to laugh at, and no one's laughing about anyone who's going through any type of you know emotional distressing situation. But yeah, at the end of the day, still, I, I think about you know people do things for attention for a reason. You know, well, you know. Speaking of, speaking of that, we're doing something strange for change. Do you remember when Dave Chappelle left uh, Hollywood and they offered fifty million dollars to stay on in the show? And he walked away, and everybody. Yeah. Walked away. He walked away while he's on top. I mean, yeah. so how do you feel about that? What do you, do you think of the wise move him to do that, or did you hear about that? Well, he, the funny thing about it, you know, you start thinking about his situation again, not knowing all the things in his mind at that particular time. But right. if you leave on, it's almost like you leave him on top, and that kind of leaves the door open for you with them wanting more. Because the last thing that you do is the first thing they're going to remember. If you really think about it, say, "Oh man, remember the last thing that he did?" And da, 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 da. and guess what? Now he's still from one time he can, he can he can name his own price ticket, anything for any type of show, anything that he wants to do. It's like this is what I want. It's it's beyond top billing. It's top billing plus for him now. Anywhere he goes, it is what it is for him. That's true. But I think that was a, a calculated risk for him to walk away. He walked, excuse me, he walked away from that show uh, July 23rd of 2006. He had cited mm-hmm. that it was a situation where they kept wanting him to wear a dress. And he, everybody knows that uh, if you want a, a man wears a dress, and uh, that's not, just not natural. And he mm-hmm. said he didn't want to do it. And they kept trying to force him to do it. He said people were laughing at his jokes in a way that he just didn't feel right about. And he just said it was getting too much for him. So he walked away. And he said Hollywood painted a picture of him that wasn't necessarily accurate. So for him to mm-hmm. walk away like that uh, at the height of his career, I, I applaud him, and I understand that. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And they're wanting. Think about it. they they still want Dave Chappelle, but he stood by his standards, and look what it got him. It's still gonna again. It got him that top billing plus now. You know what about uh, what about John Stewart? You know when he left, you know Comedy Central, and, and you got you know, Trevor Noah who's there now. I don't think the mm-hmm. show was as good with, without you know, him, but he's got things he's got going on as well. He's, he's you know, taking care of the firefighters in New York from 9-11 and going in front of Congress and doing these other things. Um, mm-hmm. He's spending more time with his family. He's got specials that he's doing as well. You know, what, are, what are your thoughts on that, where individuals make that call for themselves and they say, hey, you know what? This is my line in the sand, and I'm going up to it. And you know what? I'm going to stick by it. So I, I think that's that's something you got to apply because you don't see too many people doing that nowadays. They'll cross that line every time just to pacify or or get more money or bring mm-hmm. it. They'll move. They'll they'll edge up a little bit closer to their own personal red table that they didn't need to even go to. That's something right. I think that honestly Will and Jada did. They crossed a particular line for themselves because they were, you know, let's be honest. They, in, in my opinion, they were still one of those A-list couples that were impregnable. You couldn't break them down. You couldn't tear them apart. But now, look at all the memes that are out there now talking about them yeah, and how, how, how pitiful 
I mean, they took a serious hit as a power couple in 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 Hollywood with all the jokes on them now. So yeah, yeah, yeah you're right. Uh, going back to that <clears throat> comment about the Daily Show, I never really watched the Daily Show, but I do like Trevor Noah. Now I know he's mm. very insightful. He has a quick wit, and uh, okay. he has one of, okay. one of my favorite comedians on there, Roy Wood Jr. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think he is doing good stuff on there. But people have to understand in Hollywood, you still playing by their rules. Look, look at Nick Cannon. He said something the other day. He lost his job quicker than the guy who, who the cop that killed uh, 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 Floyd. He he still ain't had a try. But oh boy, he fired Nick Cannon. What did he say? Because he said white people are the devil or something. He said or they're evil or something. Whatever he said. That, but he apologized for offending anybody before he said it, and people still did it. I think society was looking for a scapegoat because right now you got a lot of marching going on. You got the, the Black Lives Matter movement. They're getting their names painted on the streets. Police officers saying, "Hey, we want to put blue lines and matter on the street." So I think when you stand up for yourself, you're taking a risk. Like you said, uh, Jada Will took a hit, and you just have to be careful. I don't. I don't think Jada and Will were actually actually no, no standing up for themselves. I think they actually brought themselves to that situation to see if they could spin that into something else. I think in in Nick's case, he got caught up in the conversation and his his words got well out of well down that road before he engaged his thought process behind it. Hey, wait a minute. You know this is how is this going to affect me on on my shows that I've got. You know, granted, you know. You know, Fox or, or, or Viacom or, or CBS or whoever is, is, you know, the ones who's you know, paying for the sponsors or getting sponsors there and, and recognizing that, hey, this is going to affect our bottom line. So do we go ahead and cut our losses with him or do we go ahead and see if he can, you know, get this situation resolved and, and save save it? Well, I don't know if they're, what it was like prior to that because he's been on other shows. I don't know, you know, how did he how did it get removed from, you know, America's Got Talent so quickly? I mean, there's, there's been how many different hosts on that show now that have you know, talked to different people, and it seems mm-hmm. like no one's really lasted beyond a season, maybe a season and a half. He had a pretty yeah. good thing going on with that Mass Singer, you know, outside He's of now. Hey, the Mass Singer said they're going to support him. They're okay. not letting him go. Okay, okay. Well, yeah. well I'm glad that, that you know, if he he's able to save his but, no, he's wilding out cutting. They said, no, they, that show made over a billion dollars and they cut him instantly. Wilding out. It's his partner. It's not like he's an employee. He's a partner of the show. So I don't know how you just cut a partner. So some stuff, look, let me just say this. I think it comes down to money and people like, who's bringing in my money? Who, who's investing with me? Because the other day I got a product from uh, Amazon, right? I got this mm-hmm. little tennis rebounder thing. You hit the ball and it comes back. So I ordered the thing. It came in. Well, actually, mine broke, so I said, send it back, got another one. They sent me a dirty tennis ball on this thing, bad wires, the thing was all scratched up. I said, oh, no, this ain't right. I took pictures mm-hmm. of it, and I sent it in. I wrote a review on it. They're going to send me another one. I wrote my reviews on it. My reviews said exactly what it looked like. I see you can see from the pictures, A, B, and C, blah, 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 blah. And this, I'm mm-hmm. disappointed at this. Amazon shouldn't do this stuff in this COVID area. I don't know if this thing is even sanitized. It couldn't have been. It's dirty. Amazon said, mm-hmm. we're going to review your comments. They responded two days later and said, I'm sorry, we cannot publish your comment because it violates our code of ethics. The information you said about this company is derogatory and it places them in a negative light. So I responded and wow. said, well, I said, I'm sorry that my honest review was too honest. I didn't know that I should have sugarcoated it. I said, but I will be sure to talk about that on my podcast this week and let them know what you, your response was, which goes back to Nick Cannon. What he said mm-hmm. was protected by the freedom of speech. If that's how he feels, he can say that. Because that's just his opinion. If it's true or not, that's up to the to the person who's listening. But didn't Muhammad Ali say a lot of stuff? And they hated him until he was old. So people don't like the truth. They don't like it. So you got to be careful with the truth. And I don't think that's fair. Hmm. Well, you know the saying, no one likes to be told that their baby is ugly. So, Man. <laughs> Hey, right. yeah, that baby has funny looking... <laughs> he looked look just like his daddy. But his daddy ugly? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, you're absolutely right, man. So I just find that um, it, it's just that the, the culture, the era we're in right now is just so, it's so unsettling. It's just so uneasy. Like, 
nobody's safe from anything anymore, you know? Well, I'm sorry, mm-hmm. one person in America is safe. He can say whatever he wants, and he's untouchable. I don't know how that happens, so I'm, I'm not even going to go there about who that is. We think that's a, I think we know. <clears throat> I don't know. We need to have a, maybe a segment talking about the tweet of the day. Man. <laughs> oh, Twitter. But did I say Twitter, Twitter the hour, you know? Twitter some, be Twitter yeah, dumb? Uh, well, the thing is, sometimes, you know, some of these things that come out from from the Beltway area, and that's all I'm going to say about it, the Beltway area, because that's all inclusive. <laughs> Not saying yeah. right or wrong, left or what right. I'm just saying the Beltway area. And yeah. A lot of individuals have said a lot of different things and have been censured one way or the other. But, you know, if yeah. it's something that's – let's just say that the fact – the fact checkers are getting more out trying to say, Ooh, what else what else is being said now? Okay, let me just go check this one. Oh, that's not right. Oh, that's not right. Oh, that's not right. You know, and you see the continual changing of the the proverbial guard of individuals who've been, you know, paraded out in front of you for, for good, bad, or otherwise. You know, mm-hmm. if you're no longer good graces, you, you you could have been the best person and an expert and wonderful, very smart people. And then if you do something that that individual does not like, I, well, who who is this individual? They're not very smart. Uh, they made bad decisions. Mm-hmm. Well, who hired them? <laughs> who hired them? Who was right. their boss? You right. know, the who saying... In, <laughs> yeah, never get to that. You know what the saying in, 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 in corporate America as a boss, you know, you take the credit, you take the blame. So who hired them? <laughs> right. Yeah, let's get out of that. But you know what? Speaking about uh, uh, morality in America today, I should say the world, what do you think about these Confederate flags? What, what, what's your views on that? Should, they, should people be allowed to fly those things or, or should people get upset when somebody flying a, a Confederate flag? Well, I, I know there are a lot of varying opinions, so all I can do is speak for Trey and, and you know, your your right stop at the tip of my nose. How about that? <laughs> so with, with that being said, with that being said, an individual, if they choose to do something along those lines, you have a right to do that. That's that's fine. But bear in mind that you no, know, all things are lawful, but not all things are advantageous. That's all I'll say on that. So, yeah. Well, I know that the uh, NASCAR. Uh, organization has banned the Confederate flag from its racing courses uh, starting last month. And now uh, soccer games are starting to take a suit and follow it too. But a lot of uh, fans are pretty upset about that. They don't think that the, I think they think it's their heritage. I'm like, do you really feel that's your heritage? I mean, because for somebody else on the other side of that, it, it was a, a sign of uh, terrorism, really. I mean, it mm-hmm. just. People were fighting for that Confederate flag because they, they didn't want slaves to be free. You know, I'm saying it's just not a good look, man. You know, so I just don't expect well, the world to be perfect. What I, I guess the point just locally for us is what other countries would allow a, let's call it as we see it, traders traitorish group of individuals with their symbol fly their banner and still be as an accepted norm. Try that and and let's 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 think about Chinese Taipei. There there's a flag that they have, but they are not allowed to fly it because you know, mainland China is like, oh no, you don't. Beijing will will shut you down. You know there are there are certain parts near near Russia where let's talk about you know, the Ukraine or Crimea. Crimea. You know you yeah. go there and let's just say that in those areas that have been annexed by those countries. You go ahead and and fly your banner for good, bad, or otherwise. Say, no, this is my heritage. You know, let me know how that works out for you in those areas. Um, yeah. Granted, freedom of speech is a hallmark of, of this, you know, Anglo-American world power with, with, with Britain. You know, a lot of the same, same beliefs and things of that nature. But call it for what it is. You know, mm-hmm. were these individuals truly supporting the duly elected individual who says to have represented all people? Mm-hmm. Hmm. You know, yeah. talk to the three fifths of a person, ask them how they feel about it. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. It's the three fifths. Right. Exactly. You know, speaking of that and that racism and stuff you mentioned that is so rampant in America, even though it's taken on different forms, I think of Fidel Castro from Cuba, and he was a, a prime minister over there, of course, from. Uh, uh, 1959 to 1976, I believe. 
And his mm-hmm. net worth is over $900 million. But the interesting thing about him was he got rid of racism in one day. Did you know that? One day. Mm. He saw, he said, he passed a law. He said, from now on, anybody who's racist will get their hands cut off. First time they can do them, right hand cut off. Second time, look. I mean, they, he solved in a day. I was like, wow. So you would think in this country that everybody kind of looks up to as a place to be, you would think that we wouldn't want to discriminate against anybody here. But and still, it's certain places that you go and go where you don't feel comfortable. And I think people understand that it's actually money and racism. It's going to make money off it. And, you know, the funny thing about it, there's, there's, there are so many different extremes when it comes to, to the racism. They want to protect, you know, and they, and what I mean by they, individuals who feel a, a certain way about the, about the Confederate flag, you know, they want to protect that because they feel it's important to them. But yet and still, I'm going to throw a spin on this. So then what do we do or what do we say about the Washington Redskin emblem? That's truly the, even the term Redskin. You know, how, how do you how do you quantify that that type of, well, you know, that's we should protect that as well. Wait, wait a minute. Are, 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 are you Native American? <laughs> and why are you protecting it then? You know, right. so what <laughs> there's a true paradigm that individuals are having to think about that just because it was done, you know, 100 years ago, 200 years ago, just because it was done 50 years ago, just because it was done last week, at some point, there is a pivotal point of change that we talked about a few weeks ago. What Mm -hmm. has changed before to now? There is always going to be that razor thin line between what was and what is. (laughs) Absolutely. You know, you know, just like when the Berlin Wall fell, there was a point when communism was strong in Eastern Europe. And the very next day, what happened? In 1991, it was not. <laughs> so right. there is that yeah. point. So guess what, folks? There are going to be points in history. There's going to be points in our present time that we're going to look back in history and say, hey, that was a key pivotal point of when things actually changed. This, right. if you want to point to a specific point, Time, timestamp, whatever you want to do, that's where that's where it happens. There's that pivot point where we say, "Oh, about face, we're going in a different direction." So, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. the idea of being accepted with the Confederate flag or an acceptance dealing with the, you know, Washington Redskin emblem, you know, there are going to be internal and external factors that are going to drive that type of change. And for some folks, it's going to be at bare minimum, a uncomfortable conversation to a uncomfortable situation to a <laughs> diametrically opposed scenario that they're going to have right. to face and deal with one way or the other. So yeah, it is what it well, is. Here it comes. I like how you said the uncomfortable situation because people have to get comfortable being uncomfortable and talking about these things. But at the root cause of it, in my opinion, people who have the power don't want to give that up. It's kind of hard to, to make a man who's rich to say, hey, you want to distribute your wealth and, and so we all can eat instead of you just eating well and we just get crumbs. It's hard to tell a man to do that because the, man, the, the love of mankind in this world is really cooled off. So we really don't see a lot of people having that, uh, I want to share. Genuine love. Yeah, it's, it's, it's genuine love. It's not there. So I find that, that that's going to be something that's going to be around for a long time because when you go back to the whole slave thing, uh, a lot of people benefited from the slave trade and made money. Like J.P. Uh, Morgan Chase, they invested heavily in the slave trade, and now they're not doing anything to do anything about it. I think it's a North Carolina somewhere decided they're going to give people reparations back for what they went through now. Not necessarily hmm. money, but they're going to give them a school loan, I think free education, uh, free housing loans, or, uh, or discounted loans, different things like that. So do you think that reparations are something that, that uh, African-Americans should get, considering when African-Americans uh, were freed as slaves, the slave owners were given reparations for losing their property? Hmm. Well, reparations. I think that some of us out here are still waiting for stimulus checks. Let's... <laughs> <laughs> right. Not to, not to be... <laughs> Let's keep it hundred. Not completely hundred. So, you know, yeah. those instances of individuals. If you want to talk about, you know, you know, assisting the descendants of individuals who were, 
uh, adversely impacted. Uh, let's, and let's be honest with that as well, too. There have been other, if there have been pushbacks on instances for, for um, education assistance or being able to assist individuals uh, uh, due to race or, or other uh, issues related to economic or social or racial bias, those individuals that have been uh, negatively impacted, let's be honest, there, there's been pushback even <laughs> to the Supreme Court where, you know, you try to, to do that things and leverage it and individuals say, well, I'm, that's reverse discrimination. I'm being adversely impacted because I can't take, a, it's not a level playing field because you're weighting things differently for, for this group of individuals versus mm-hmm. me. And that's not fair. So really, <laughs> tell me more about that. Tell me more about how you've been negatively impacted over right. generations, generations, and tell me more yeah. how the one instance where you can't go to this one particular school, University of Michigan, how that negatively you know affects you. Even though you, it's not your first pick; it may not have been your second pick, but because you want to make a statement of, "Hey, this is I'm being adversely impacted because of," you know trying to do a level playing field where everyone is treated fairly, not necessarily mm-hmm. equally, but fairly. How do you, how do you, how do you quantify that statement? Well, you know, if I'm the guy who, who's been, uh, dare I say downtrodden or my kids have been drowned downtrodden, then it's, it's tough to, to have a lot of empathy for someone who says, well, wait a minute, <laughs> You, you're not the one that's had someone on your neck. Right, exactly. But I tell you, yeah, you're absolutely yeah. right. I, I'd like to uh, quote uh, Jennifer uh, Richardson, a Yale University mm-hmm. uh, social psychologist. Mm-hmm. When they asked her what causes people to be racist, she said this. She said, and I quote, in some ways it's super simple. People learn to be whatever their society and culture teaches them. We often assume that it takes parents actively teaching their kids for them to be racist. The truth is that unless parents actively teach kids not to be racist, they will be. This is not a product of some deep-seated evil heart that is cultivated. It comes from the environment. The air is all around us. I thought that was pretty profound for her to say that. So they said to not actively teach people not to be racist. So I thought about when I was in school, uh, we never talked about that. The only thing we talked about, as far as uh, uh, I guess Black history, if you every year we hear Martin Luther King, "I Have a Dream" speech. Maybe just the title of it, actually. And every February, yeah, yeah. That's it. That's February first. Okay, that's enough. Let's go. <laughs> yep, and it, they never want to talk to you about Malcolm X or anybody else. And I'm not just saying that those people we should talk about, but I'm just saying that if you want to talk about somebody's culture, show their if you want to show their uh, blemishes, if you will, also show the bright spots on too, because before people came to America, that's not when black people's history started, or when other cultures yeah. now, so they were kings and queens and had built exquisite monuments and lights and all kind of things, but we don't talk about that. Like I said, it's hard for people in power to give up something, so instead of being history, it's actually his story, and I think that's very well, hard for people to give up. Well, let's not, let's not forget too, uh, you know, when you talk about, you know, uh, MLK, Martin Luther King Jr. as as a, a good example. Well, you know what what happened to him? He got shot too, and he was a pastor. So, <laughs> right, you know, yeah, so um, what you gonna do? Yeah, I mean, would someone call him a you know because he was disruptive to the social norms? You know, with you know everything that was going on in, in Selma and walking across the bridge and all those things as well. Would someone call him a domestic terrorist back in the day? Yeah, yeah. I, I, that, I think it's all depending on whose pen is writing the, writing the story. Yeah, you know? exactly. That's the point I was trying to make on that. Not saying that that was the case with him. And let me go ahead and put that disclaimer out there one more time. I am not saying that about him at all. Uh-huh. I'm just saying that the 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 paradigm shift, the ideas of an individual, you know, goes back to from their perspective. To use what you were saying just a few seconds ago, his story affects his story so with that being said you know there's always going to be a ulterior motive and you know there's going to be a blurb on that well you know what because things that were happening 
all these things happened in 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 Alabama or Mississippi, and, and everything was everything was shut down. Look how it affected the economy because of this, that, mm-hmm. and the other. Because they weren't riding the buses and they were trying to do this illegal share ride, yada 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 yada. Okay, so that's his story of history from a very negative perspective on someone who's trying to do something positive. So then, could the same be happening today with some of the other? You know, grassroots social movements that are out there, you know, Black Lives Matter movement, or dare I say, All Lives Matter movement, or dare I say, you know, the Blue Lives Matter movements, anything that's actually out there, not taking one stance for or against another group, you know, just putting it out there where an individual can say, hey, you know, this is my personal perspective on this particular situation, and my optics mm-hmm. allowed me to put the story out this way, to your point. There we go. I think, again, uh, I like to focus on America because we're here. I think we don't, I say we, because even though we're in a minority right now, I think we just kind of spoiled and used to having things our way. And and, and it's not going here where you kind of accept it. And the average, like I said, the average person reads at a third or fifth grade level. So most school followers, which takes me to our next point of this whole mask wearing thing in the whole COVID area. There are a lot of people who don't like wearing masks, and there's some psychology behind it. But at the same time, I kind of see both sides because people aren't even telling us what mask to wear, uh, how it benefits me. Uh, should I just keep breathing in my own carbon dioxide all the time? Is that healthy? Is it safe? And there's so many theories I've heard. People say, well, they're trying to do population control. They're trying to kill off all the older black people or the newborn babies because people are taking over and then the uh, white people are going to be the minority one day, and they're trying to do this. So, so I mean, there's so many things going on, but I don't know how I feel about wearing a mask because the mask actually breaks down after 30 minutes of wearing anyway. And we're not talking about this. And, and if schools open back up and these kids go back, are they going to wear a mask and put the bubble around them? And there's so many things. I, I just don't know what to think. You know, I've heard so many different uh, scenarios on the mask. I don't know. Yeah, well, I. I just know from my own personal perspective, I, I go back and think about any time that I'm that I'm speaking, even now, you know, we're used to doing our our our, our shows, you know, face to face. We're we're doing you no know, remote broadcasts now for, for right, podcasts right. and for radio shows, just for, for social norms and, and, and acceptable means of trying to get things done. But here's the here's the thing too, is that I've heard other individuals say, Hey, I'm not wearing a mask uh for 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 myself, I'm wearing it for somebody else. So by, you know, trying to minimize the particulates that go from me to someone else, you know, trying to minimize those 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 potential viruses or, or other things that may be airborne coming from me, because I may be asymptomatic. How do I ensure I keep those things from going to someone else? Uh, so mm-hmm. I can see it from that perspective as well. And you, you start thinking about, you know, the idea of, of stores and, and, and restaurants and businesses making that a requirement because they're trying to keep their employees safe, too. You know, I've, 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 I've worked with individuals who deal with the front line and you, in your, in your you know, day job as well, too. You start thinking about these situations where individuals are coming in and, you know, and, you know, they, they understand the requirements of, having a mask here locally and, you know, based off local mandates, you know, you got to have it on because that's what the, that's what the law dictates. And, you know, you you see people, (laughs) you see people all around town, you know, you know, they, they, some are like, well, I'll have it. They may, they flaunt it and say, I'm, I'm, you know, it's on my face. My face is covered, but it's it's got holes or whatever, or I've seen so many crazy different things, the loopholes around the scenario, you know, it's, you know, I saw one person wearing fishnet on their face. I'm thinking, how is that? Right, exactly. I seen one guy put on his daughter's daughter's little shirt over his head and they let him wear that. I I like to say this. I like to say this. If you tell somebody to do something, you don't tell them why or benefits or the risk and tell with it. It, it makes it a little harder because, again, we're Americans. We're prideful. Let me give you some quote, uh, quick quotes that I read here. Recently in Michigan, where up to 700 protesters recently descended upon a state capitol to protest stay-at-home orders, masks are required in stores and businesses. They say this month police say a Michigan family dollar store security guard was shot and killed by customers 
who he had asked to wear a mask before entering the store. And also in Michigan, a customer wiped his face on a Dollar Tree employee's shirt after police say the employee told him to wear a mask. And with the day of issuing an emergency proclamation requiring masks, the city of Stillwater, Oklahoma, amended their proclamation after citizens threatened violence. So who's zooming who here? Is this really necessary? <laughs> Should it be free? Should you tell me why I need to? I mean, because really, what are we? What is society telling us about this coronavirus? Are they saying, hey, you need to take these foods to stay healthy. If we do this, this happens this way, and this happens that way. I don't think people know because they created the virus. So you would think they would come up with a solution for it. Well, here's the other thing too, though. That that let's let's go off the idea of so many people say that I I feel that seatbelts take as many lives as they save lives. But let's be honest, you know, more often than not, if you don't have your seatbelt on, you know, you click it or tick it. That's, that's the model that we've heard so many times. That's the national stance on those things. And statewide, we see locally, you know, all passengers and vehicles have to have seatbelts on. Now, mm -hmm. it, is a seatbelt going to save your life in every scenario? No, that's, that's not going to be the case. You know, yeah, is a mask going to save your life in every scenario? No, you can't. Too often, individuals get caught up on the absolutes of always or never. Right, <laughs> and right. If you go through those extremes, and if you're using extremes to gauge success of something, you're 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 going to be disappointed one way or the other every single time. So, you know, do mass help? Absolutely. Do mass always help? Pr probably not. You no. Know, right. Having a mass is that going to help? Probably. Pr probably not. But then you start thinking about. Where, where, what are the benefits behind it? You know, am I able to help mitigate some of the situations where I am transmitting something that I may not even have? No, I have. You know, I could be asymptomatic, and you know, go around someone else who has a weakened immune system, and I, I sneeze or I cough, and they say, "Oh, I'm, I'm fine. It's just allergies." And two weeks later, mm -hmm. contract uh, tracing shows that I was the one that you know put on that that situation in an individual where they're now in a hospital and you got a respirator on. How, how do I feel about that? Can I put up with the inconvenience of wearing a mask for a few hours while being out in public versus yeah. putting something else? What's, what's really inconvenient is having those tubes, you know, push down your throat into your chest right. cavity so you can breathe, you know, yeah, that's, that's, that's kind of inconvenient. <laughs> a I, little I, bit I more inconvenient wearing a mask, you know? I think we get mixed signals, too, because, like I said, a lot of people, uh, they'll listen to what you say, but they'll believe what you do. Uh, back mm -hmm. in April 28th of this year, uh, Vice President Mike Pence had visited the Mayo Clinic, and in violation mm -hmm. of the healthcare facility rules, he didn't wear a mask while everybody else around him had a mask, and he's doing his photo op. And then you have, uh, what's his name, uh, 45. He was saying he wouldn't wear a mask, and these people believe anything this guy said. So then you get start thinking, well, how come he doesn't have it? I mean, he's not wearing one. So, I mean, I just think there's so many inconsistencies with this whole mask thing. I just don't understand because why didn't they tell him we need to wear masks two, three months ago? And, and another thing, they'll tell you, well, we're going to open the schools back up and have our kids go to school, but you can't go to school if you don't have a vaccine for something that we know about. But then again, you can't come to school. You can't have a, school micro a, a microcosm of sickness. That's a school. <laughs> Right, Kids yeah. are nasty. Right. Oh, I was, a, I was a substitute teacher for three years. I know. So that's what I'm saying. You give them mixed signals. And they, they, they used to say, well, I understand the point of wearing a mask because if I cough, that, that those droplets can travel, you know, so many feet. And if I cough, I got the mask on. It, 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 it less, I get that. But at the same time, I don't think everybody is sick and everybody's been coughing. And they used to tell you coughing your elbow and all this stuff. But here's the thing I think about this. If you cough and <laughs> And you say your animal, he gets uh, the virus on his back. But I'm wearing a mask. I got the bubble on. And I'm going everywhere doing everything I need to. But my dog, I walk him around the block. Now the virus on him. He come to the house. I take my mask off. Scruffy, get on my lap. I'm rubbing him. I still got the virus. So why should my dog have to wear a mask? You don't pay that no bills. Well, you got you to gotta shave your dog, man. Yeah. I, or you got a life on down or something. I mean, I, it's just so much uncertainty. And I, I understand how people feel on it, you know. It's just, yeah. I think the government gives us so much uh, mixed signals, especially now. It's just that people are, are just frustrated, you know, And but it's a world we live in. 
Well, when the government is also when the government's not even talking consistently on on guidelines, no, you've got the health expert yeah. saying one thing, and you got the <laughs> brand saying something else. It's yeah, it, it's yeah. <laughs> who do you trust? Who can you trust in this world? You know, so you got to go. That's the advice you want to get. One of my favorite books. You want to get advice from somebody that has a, a great source and track record of giving you honest truth with, with uh, realistic uh, expectations and, and solutions. Mm-hmm. You can't get that from people who don't know because I, I just don't feel comfortable. It's like me going to a restaurant and ask the waiter, hey, what, what tastes good here today? And he says, he looks on the side and oh, uh, oh, this steak tartare here, this, that. You sure? I heard the side was good. No, no, you don't want that. This costs more money. This is good. Do I, can I trust that? Because he's trying to get paid. Mm-hmm. That's the American way. Yeah, I, it, it, with every relationship, there's a little false advertising, you know, like we said before. So always, <laughs> here, always. you got you got you got the way staff that can recite back to you verbatim what the special of the day is, but have not a single clue as to how it actually tastes. And you can sense right. that when you talk to them. You know, the the good waiters they're gonna hey let, let me let me taste that sauce a little bit and that way they can really tell you about the flavor profiles same thing when it comes to experts out there if they are you know flailing in the wind and making decisions based on um what the soup of the day is you know you, that's where that's what we get how we get where we are today you know there's so many varying opinions on things you know how often did you hear about 14 days to flatten the curve well you know what it's past 14 days how's that curve right. looking <laughs> you exactly. know so yeah yeah, it's money to be made on it. Let, let's move on. Are you familiar with what's okay. going on with, uh, with, with TikTok? That app? Yeah, you, you know, here, the latest I heard on that is that, you know, outside of the videos being made, there's some individuals who are not fans of it now because of the outside influences from China. That's what I've been hearing. Yeah, yeah. I heard it was India, India had said that they banned the app because of security concerns. And, okay. Uh, I guess it could do facial recognition. I don't know what they do. I guess they gather information and get all your. Vi- I don't know, but but I know that uh, Instagram, which is on my Facebook, is going to come out with something next month that's supposed to do mm-hmm. the same thing as TikTok. That's going to rival it, allow you to do the same thing. So hmm. I guess we'll solve that. So what problem. You know, I mean, you know, that's just one of those things that's kind of it's got a life of its own now, where it's it's I think is even taking place over even like Snapchat. You know where. Snapchat for a minute was like, oh wow, yeah, everyone's got this, you know, shows quick blurb real quick, and 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 then now it, then it goes away. But now you got TikTok mm-hmm. where individuals are posting these little videos out there, and it it doesn't go away. You know, people are going back and and using information on each other, and I, I mean, I don't I don't know. I just go back and wonder about the whole situation, you know. So, mm-hmm. yeah, so that yeah, that's crazy, man. That is crazy. Is that- it's just technology has changed so much. I remember when I first went off to college, we didn't even have any of this stuff. Man, we didn't we didn't have computers. They they weren't that big when I went back to school in the early nineties. It's just like it wasn't there. So now, mm-hmm. now look at it. Every kids can, can format whole newspaper articles and stuff on it. So I guess this is how it has to be. Um, yeah. Well, let's move on to the next topic. What else did you have on tap today? I think I lost you, Trey. Are you there? I think your phone went out, but never left. Let me... Oh, check, check, check. Double check, check, oh, check. There you go, brother. There you go. <laughs> go ahead. <Okay. laughs> Gotta love technology. You, you know, Man. so, yeah. you know, you got the Dreamers Act where you have individuals who came into the U.S. as, as, as young children brought across the border uh, illegally by their parents as time passes that pivot point pivot point as we talk about now they're they're now no longer just you no know, adolescents or, or children on their you know under their parents roof now they're adults now but they're still illegally here so now we have the dreamers act that's going to have been enacted by obama to allow these individuals to stay in the u.s that's now being challenged so, you know, you go back and you think about instances of individuals who have been here for now years. This is the only place that they actually know. The protocol, from what I understand, is these individuals can actually pay a fee to become legalized citizens or, you know, authorized to work or to stay here, whatever the situation may be. 
But not everyone, not everyone has the resources, literally thousands of dollars to actually pay the DACA to actually to be here in the U.S. So the question is, in some instances where you got these essential workers, frontline workers who are here illegally, um, but they're they're doing all the service sector work, the frontline work, the critical work that has been made available or that basically keeps the economy going in a lot of instances. Um, then you have uh, other individuals who are DACA folks who have been in the military. You know, they've gone on tours of duty. Um, they have also mm -hmm. gone to uh, college. And now they're in the situation where it's like, okay, now I can actually pay this a lot easier. But that's not often the case where you have individuals who have that amount of resources to actually go back and drop a couple couple stacks to pay that to be current again for a few years. And if I understand it correctly, they got to pay this every few years, you know, two or $3,000 as part of the Dreamers Act situation uh, until they can actually become, you know, uh, legalized uh, permanent residents to be citizens here in the U.S. or whatever the situation may be. I'm not an expert on it. But I've, I've heard a little bit of this situation, and it makes you wonder, you know, how how do you, how do you get the resolution between the two? You know. Wow, that, that is, I, you know, I, I think I'm all support uh, in support of anybody trying to make it. But like you said, the person he was born here and stuff, and he's here. I mean, yeah, born here, but being brought here is two different things. Someone who comes across as a toddler, they're not even naturalized. I mean, their parents, I mean, someone, uh, let's be honest, a, a baby who was born in the U.S. automatically by birth becomes a citizen. So that's that's no problem, right? But you got the yeah. one-year-old, the two-year-old who's, who's being carried across who can't make it on their own. They can't be left behind by their parents. So the parents are looking for a better situation for their family. They bring the kid into the U.S. Uh, through whatever means that they feel are appropriate at that time. And that child gets you know, access to health care. They get access to education. They get access to resources that they couldn't get in their, their native country. And over mm -hmm. time, they become acclimated and assimilated into society so then they go to school, they go down in various paths. What happens? <laughs> you know? Right. So I, I don't think I don't think they necessarily get health care when they're undocumented. I think they can get emergency health care, but not like the regular health care you have uh, Well, yeah. what I'm saying is well here here's the thing too, where doctors also have a Hippocratic oath where you know if you, you can't turn somebody away if there's if there's if they got a cough, they go to the clinic or something like that. They get the care. I'm not saying they get something the same benefits as anyone else, but in in a few cases, I've heard the individuals have actually gotten access to health care and and mm -hmm. and monies that you know that aren't always readily available to individuals who are who are legal citizens born here in this country. That's 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 one of those dichotomies that people are going to have to kind of deal with as well too. Like that paradigm of is this fair? Is everyone being treated equally? You well, know, of course. Everyone they're thinking they're paying for it. They're thinking it's coming out of my tax dollars because DACA basically an acronym for Deferred Action for Childhood Arrivals. So mm -hmm. when, I, when I say they don't get that same treatment, I mean, according to the doctor has a Hippocratic oath that they're going to say if you got shot, they're going to take the bullet out and stitch you up, but they don't have to get you ongoing treatment. I did the minimum, the bare minimum. Because uh, when I worked as a, uh, a healthcare uh, advocate, that's one thing we didn't do. If you were in this country five years, you're like, nah, we can't really get your insurance, man. You get emergency Medicaid, we can get you this and that, but you, you can't have it. So it, 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 that's a tangled web there. That's an entanglement again right there. Cause people just, <laughs> you know, that, that, that's a sad situation, man. I just like to see everybody win, but I guess that's not how it works, huh? Yeah, not always. Not always. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Any uh any news on uh any of your favorite celebrities getting out of jail? I know that they said due to the corona they were letting a lot of people in jails because they felt it was unsafe, so they trying to let out a lot of the low level offenders, but yet still they're gonna be sending kids back to school again. But Yeah, I, I struggle with that. It's how was something that's so dangerous that they can't keep folks in jail but safe enough that you can send kids to school. Um, I struggle with that. <laughs> 
I know, right? And then when you go to all these stores now, not to get back on this corona thing, but you go to the store, you know they have the little plexiglass separate you. So there's the virus, mm-hmm. you know, hey, it's a piece of glass here, even though I can turn my head two inches to the right and just touch you, I guess yeah, we're underestimating <laughs> the germs reach, I guess, so to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not it's a it's a it's not a smart germ, so we're okay, right? It can't it can't go past <laughs> Yeah, we, we hope not anyway. Yeah. Well, um, I guess go ahead, I sorry. guess the other part of that dealing with that the whole COVID thing, not to spend too much time on it, but what what about these kids having these COVID parties, man? So oh you know, the the, the 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 scenario is where you know our individuals, you know, they, they know that there's a person there who has the virus and Okay, so mm-hmm. you're going to be around the individual. And so now, you know, you're basically playing Russian roulette with your life and in a group of folks. And, you know, you got one bullet. That bullet is the person with the COVID. So mm-hmm. now you have an individual who is communicable, who has, who's not just asymptomatic, but symptomatic. And you know it. And you're putting yourself in that situation. So then now what happens? You know, you go back and you hear instances of the individuals who are who've gone there and now with their, with their, situation they're in the hospital because they're sick and I was playing mm-hmm. games with my life you know who's who's got to who's got to pay for this now you know so right. yeah. well I think you brought up a good point earlier when you said who hired them that was your point mm-hmm. so if we go back to how did this virus get here why don't we ask that question how was the virus free how did it get here what is everything has a beginning right so yeah why don't we get back to the root causes why why is this virus a problem in, in the world today. That's what I want to know. So then mm-hmm. we kind of work backwards. That's not so the five whys. We can go back and probably get a solution mm-hmm. going from there. Because right now, if you have this uh, COVID party, then people go in there. Are we around somebody who has it anyway? Because mm-hmm. if you be asymptomatic and don't know you got it, you, your family yeah, that's true. It. We, we, we don't know. So somebody's always walking around with it. Yeah, that's uh, true. And you know, it's not like COVID nineteen hasn't been around because if you look on any back of any Lysol bottles, it says exactly. it does it with rhinovirus, norovirus, oh, uh, coronavirus of various kinds. So it's not like yeah. that was just put on the table just recently. It's been around there for years. So what's changed? What's been the pivot point? You know? Yeah, you made an excellent point about bringing up that Lysol because if Lysol can actually kill the virus, why is Lysol backed up. How come they just can't work the plant 24 hours a day and get that stuff out? Because you can't find Lysol anywhere. But uh, there is a way around that. As a professional barber, I know you can go get the uh, sprays and disinfectants that you clean your uh, barber covers with. You can spray it's the same stuff as Lysol. Exactly. You can go in any site and get it right now. But you can't get Lysol. Isn't that something? What I don't get is why are people wigging out about Lysol when before they had Lysol wipes, you know you had bleach water? You had ammonia, right. you know, yeah. what's, what, what is, I'm trying, I'm trying to figure this out. You know, when you didn't have the, the ability to, to go ahead and have these complicated purification systems, what did they tell you to do? Boil advisories, boil your water. You know, they talk right. about all these hand sanitizers. That's good stuff, but wash your hands for a minute. You know, and all these things, and and you you, you dress appropriately for for situations. You you don't go to work when you when you're sick, and you know all all, right. all the basic stuff that we've been talking about for years, all the stuff that we learned in grade school. You know, you blow your hand, you go to the bathroom, you wash your hands. You you know, you blow your nose, you wash your hands. You know, right. it was like okay, and if you were sick, you didn't go to school. I mean, that's that's just the how do we get so far away from common sense type stuff? The stuff, the stuff that's always worked, you know, in other cultures, you know, they don't have custodians that clean the schools. The students clean the schools in Japan. Exactly. Exactly. You're right. And that teaches them so much stuff. Like Responsibility. Yeah. So you then how did we get away? And, and now that the U S has the highest number of coronavirus or, or alleged number of coronaviruses viruses here in the country however you want to look at it one way or the other um how is it that you know the the leader of the western world western civilization can't get a handle on the situation it makes you wonder it really does when other smaller <laughs> countries like korea you know who's at, right there at the oh i don't know within 100 miles 200 miles of china 
what's 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 the deal? You know, I'm just trying to figure that right. that situation out. Well, I'll just say this: common sense is like deodorant. The people who need it most don't use it. So, <laughs> with, with that said, Trey, we're gonna go ahead and go ahead and wrap this episode up. We're gonna call this one "Holly Weird" because the world is crazy. So, on a, on a party note, is there anything you want to tell us just before you get out of here? Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna be caught myself the the anti Tiffany Haddish. I'm gonna let my hair hair grow out a little bit. Trey is gonna <laughs> let his locks grow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely do that. And uh, I'm just gonna wrap it up by saying this: it was not curiosity to kill the goose who laid the golden egg, but it was an insatiable greed that devoured common sense. So there we you go, everybody. <laughs> For listening to our show again. This is a great episode. We enjoyed doing this and we look forward to having many more episodes coming up. And again, on behalf of Trey and myself, thank you for listening to What's Up with War. Peace. Peace.